Are you curious about how the American and English legal systems compare? Do you want to know what similarities they share and how they differ? Join us in this episode of For Legal English as we explore the nuances of these two systems. Whether you're a law student or a legal professional, understanding these differences is essential for navigating legal practice in these jurisdictions. So grab your headphones and tune in to discover the similarities and differences between the American and English legal systems. On the docket today, comparing American and English legal systems, similarities and differences. The Four Legal English podcast is now in session. Welcome to the Four Legal English podcast. This is the show for lawyers, law students, and other professionals from all over the world who want to improve both their legal English and legal knowledge. In this podcast, we discuss different legal topics, such as law in the news, law in practice, legal writing, legal movies, and other issues. This podcast does not constitute legal advice. If you need legal advice, consult an attorney. You can check out our blog articles, available courses, and the show notes for this episode on our website. That's fours in the number four, legalenglish, no spaces or dashes, dot com. Fourlegalenglish.com. I'm Timothy Barrett, your host. I'm a former practicing attorney from the United States, more recently a law professor in Tbilisi, Georgia, and currently an author and podcast host, among other things. Welcome to the Four Legal English Podcast. I'm Timothy Barrett, and I'm thrilled to be your guide as we explore this fascinating world of legal systems today. As you may know, the legal systems of the United States and England are both based on common law tradition, but there are also significant differences between these two systems. Understanding these similarities and differences is crucial for law students, lawyers, and anyone interested in legal systems. In this episode, we'll be exploring the key similarities and differences between the American and English legal systems. We'll cover topics such as the legal process, court systems, individual rights and freedoms, and legal education and licensing. Before we get started, I want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the content. Your support helps us continue to produce high-quality episodes like this one. So without further ado, let's dive into our discussion. Our first topic of discussion is the legal process. Both the American and English legal systems have an adversarial process in which lawyers represent opposing parties in legal disputes. However, there are some differences in how the process plays out in each system. In the American legal system, there is a strong emphasis on the right to a fair trial, which is protected by the Sixth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Defendants have the right to a public trial by an impartial jury the right to be represented by counsel, and the right to confront witnesses against them. The English legal system, on the other hand, has a different approach to the adversarial process. Trials are typically held in front of a judge, 
who acts as a neutral arbitrator rather than an active participant in the proceedings. Defendants in criminal cases do have the right to legal representation, but there's no guarantee to trial by jury. Despite these differences, both systems share a commitment to ensuring a fair and impartial legal process. Setting the scene, overview of both legal systems. So before we get into it, I just want to kind of briefly describe the English legal system and the American legal system. And then we'll get into comparing and contrasting them. Let's start with the English system. Let's talk about the legal system in England first. And to be clear, there is a difference between England and the UK, United Kingdom. The UK, the United Kingdom, consists of England, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. And England and Wales is one legal system, but Scotland and Northern Ireland have their own legal systems. Obviously, they're, they're connected, and the appeals kind of meet up at the end, but they are distinct legal systems. Today, we'll be focusing on the legal system of England and Wales. The legal system in England and Wales is based on common law, which means that the law is primarily derived from judicial decisions and legal precedent. In contrast, Scotland's legal system is based on civil law, which means that it's primarily based on written law and legal codes. Northern Ireland's legal system is similar to that of England and Wales, as it's also based on common law. There are some other key differences between the legal systems in these countries as well, including differences in court structure, the role of judges and lawyers, and the types of cases that are heard in each system. For example, in England and Wales, there are two main types of courts. The lower courts, which include magistrates' courts and county courts, and higher courts, which include the Crown Court and the Court of Appeal. In Scotland, there are three main types of courts. The Sheriff Courts, the Court of Session, and the High Court of Justiciary. In Northern Ireland, the court system includes magistrates' courts, county courts, and the High Court. Despite these differences, there are also many similarities between the legal systems in the UK, particularly in terms of legal concepts, procedures, and the education and training of lawyers. Now let's jump back across the Atlantic and take a look at the U.S. system. The U.S. court system is divided into two, the federal court system and the state court system. The federal court includes courts that have been established by the U.S. Constitution or by Congress. This system is responsible for interpreting and enforcing federal law, as well as deciding cases that involve issues that cross state lines. The highest court in the federal system is the Supreme Court of the United States, which is located in Washington, D.C., the capital. The state court system, on the other hand, is responsible for interpreting and enforcing state law. Each state has its own court system, which is structured differently from state to state. Generally, these systems are divided into trial courts, intermediate appellate courts, and a state supreme court. Both the federal and state court systems have their own trial and appellate courts. In general, trial courts are where legal cases are first heard and decided upon, while appellate courts are responsible for reviewing cases that have already been decided in the trial courts to ensure that legal errors were not made. Similarities. In this section, we'll be discussing the similarities between the two legal systems. Firstly, both the American and English legal systems are based on the common law tradition. 
This means that court decisions and legal precedent are important sources of law. In both systems, judges interpret the law and make decisions based on previous cases in legal principles. Additionally, both systems have an adversarial legal process, which means that lawyers represent opposing parties in legal disputes. This allows for a fair and just resolution of legal conflicts, with each side presenting their arguments and evidence. Furthermore, both systems have a hierarchy of courts, with higher courts having appellate jurisdiction over lower courts. This means that if a decision made by a lower court is challenged, it can be appealed to a higher court for review. Lastly, both systems have a strong tradition of the rule of law, with independent judiciaries and legal protections for individual rights and freedoms. This ensures that the law is applied fairly and impartially, and that individuals have legal recourse if their rights are infringed upon. Overall, despite some differences, there are many fundamental similarities between the American and English legal systems. In the next section, we'll explore the differences between the two systems. Differences Now we have discussed the similarities between the American and English legal systems. Let's dive into the significant differences between them. Firstly, one major difference is the American legal system is a federal system, while the English legal system is a unitary system. This means that in the U.S., there are separate legal systems and laws for each state, as well as federal law. In contrast, the English legal system has a single system of law that applies throughout England and Wales. Secondly, there are differences in how individual rights and freedoms are protected in each system. In the U.S., individual rights and freedoms are protected by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. In contrast, the English legal system does not have a written Constitution or Bill of Rights. Instead, it relies more on common law and parliamentary statutes. And you also have international treaties, such as the European Convention on Human Rights, which is kind of a bone of contention in English politics. Should England, the birthplace of the Magna Carta in the English Bill of Rights from 1688, have to rely on, or should it rely on, an international treaty for human rights. Thirdly, the American legal system has a more complex court system than the English legal system. In the U.S., there are separate federal and state courts and a complex system of appellate courts. The English legal system, on the other hand, has a more centralized court system, with a single Supreme Court serving as the highest court of appeal. Lastly, there are differences in the approach of legal education and licensing in each system. In the U.S., lawyers typically obtain a law degree from a U.S. law school and pass a state bar exam in order to practice law. In England and Wales, lawyers can take a variety of paths to qualify, including completing a law degree or apprenticeship, or passing a series of exams and completing a period of training. And they also distinguish between a barrister and a solicitor. In the U.S., we just have lawyers. These are just some of the significant differences between the American and English legal systems. It is important for law students and legal professionals to understand these differences in order to navigate the legal landscape in each system. Do you use English for business purposes? Do you want to improve your professional communication skills and succeed in today's global economy? then you need to check out my YouTube channel for Business English Rundown. The channel is dedicated to providing practical tips, techniques, and strategies 
to help you communicate confidently in English. We cover a wide range of topics, including grammar, vocabulary, cultural differences, business etiquette, email writing, and speaking and presenting. Whether you're preparing for a job interview, giving a presentation, attending a meeting, or sending an email, we've got you covered. But that's not all. We also offer mini lessons, word of the day, and challenges to keep you engaged and motivated. And the best part, it's all completely free. So if you're ready to take your career to the next level and improve your professional communication skills in English, then don't wait any longer. Subscribe to the Four Business English Rundown and join the community of like-minded individuals who are committed to mastering the language of business. Let's work together to achieve your goals. Criminal Law Differences Now that we have explored the similarities and differences between the American and English legal systems, let's dive deeper into some of the differences, particularly in the area of criminal law. One significant difference is the use of juries and jury trials in each system. In the United States, defendants have the right to a trial by jury for criminal cases. This means that a group of citizens will hear the evidence and decide on a verdict. In contrast, in England and Wales, jury trials are reserved for more serious criminal cases. In many cases, a judge will hear the evidence and make the decision. Another important difference is the use of plea bargaining in the American legal system. This is a process where a defendant can negotiate a plea deal with the prosecutor to resolve the case without going to trial. Plea bargaining is not used in the English legal system. Instead, if a defendant decides to plead guilty, the judge will decide on the appropriate sentence. In the American system, very few criminal cases actually go to trial. Almost all of them are resolved through plea bargaining. Furthermore, the use of capital punishment is another key difference between the two systems. In the United States, capital punishment is still used in some states, while it has been abolished in England and Wales. These differences in the criminal justice system highlight how the legal systems in each country have evolved to reflect different cultural, historical, and political contexts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Hope you find the discussion informative and helpful. If you want to test your knowledge and see how much you remember from this episode, we have a quiz in the show notes that you can take. The quiz includes five multiple choice questions that cover key concepts we discussed in the episode. Once you finish the quiz, you can share results on social media and show off your expertise to your friends and colleagues. So head to the show notes now and take the quiz to see how much you learned. Civil Law Differences Moving on to civil law, there are some notable differences between the American and English legal systems. Firstly, there is more emphasis on discovery and pretrial procedures in the American legal system, where parties are required to disclose relevant evidence before the trial. This can lead to a more thorough examination of the facts of a case, but can also make the process more time-consuming and costly. In contrast, the approach in England and Wales is generally more streamlined. Parties are required to exchange documents and information relevant to the case, but the process is typically less extensive than in the U.S. Another key difference is the use of contingent fee arrangements in the American legal system. In a contingent fee arrangement, the lawyer is paid a percentage of the amount recovered in a civil case, 
but only if the case is successful. Otherwise, there's nothing to split. This means that lawyers may take on cases that they might not otherwise be able to afford, and it can be a way for plaintiffs with limited financial resources to pursue legal action. In other words, the lawyer believes in the case, and so the lawyer will take on the case even though the client can't afford the legal fees. This doesn't mean that they know they're going to win, they certainly can't guarantee that they're going to win, but it kind of becomes a percentages game. If you take on five or 10 of these cases and you know you're gonna be right you know, a certain number of times, then you're gonna recover your fees for all of them and, and hopefully a little bit more. However, contingent fee arrangements are not used in the English legal system. Instead, lawyers are typically paid on an hourly basis or through fixed fees. Finally, there are differences in how damages are awarded in each system. In the US, punitive damages, which are intended to punish the defendant for particularly egregious or bad behavior, are more commonly awarded than in England and Wales, where the approach to damages is more limited. Overall, these differences in civil law reflect the different priorities and approaches of the American and English legal systems. Judicial selection. Now let's discuss the differences in how judges are selected in each system. In the United States, federal judges are appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate. We've talked about this in other episodes. This process is highly political and appointments can be controversial with nominations often subject to intense scrutiny and debate. In some states, judges are elected by the people. In contrast, judges in England and Wales are appointed by an independent commission called the Judicial Appointments Commission. The commission selects candidates based on merit, ensuring that judges are chosen based on their qualifications and experience rather than political considerations. The confirmation process in the U.S. involves a hearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee, where the nominee is questioned about their qualifications in legal philosophy. The full Senate then votes on the nominee, and a simple majority is required for confirmation. In England and Wales, the appointment process is less contentious. The Judicial Appointments Commission selects candidates based on a set of criteria, including legal knowledge and experience, personal qualities, and diversity. The commission presents a short list of candidates to the Lord Chancellor, who makes the final decision. Finally, let's discuss how judges are retained or removed from their positions. In the U.S., some states hold judicial elections where judges are subject to re-election by the people. This can make judges more accountable to the public, but also subject them to political pressure. In England and Wales, judges can be removed only for cause, such as misconduct or incapacity. This provides greater job security for judges, but can also make it more difficult to remove judges who are no longer fit to serve. In the federal courts, judges are appointed for life. And once appointed, it is very difficult and close to impossible to remove them. Overall, the selection and appointment of judges in both systems reflects the underlying values and principles of the respective legal systems. The U.S. emphasizes political accountability and the separation of powers while England and Wales prioritize judicial independence and merit-based selection. So this brings us to our poll question for the episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the For Legal English podcast. I hope you find it informative and useful. 
If you're interested in learning more about legal English and staying up to date, I encourage you to follow For Legal English on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching For Legal English. On the website forlegalenglish.com, you can find the poll question in the show notes or on social media. It's a fun, easy way to test your knowledge, share your expertise with others. The poll question for this episode, how do you think judges should be selected? By the executive branch, by an independent commission, or by election? So please check us out on social media, Facebook or Instagram, and vote. Let me know which, which way you think is the best way. Conclusion. In conclusion, we have explored the similarities and differences between the American and English legal systems. We discussed how both systems share a common law tradition, with court decisions and legal precedents serving as sources of law. Additionally, we highlighted how both systems have an adversarial legal process, a hierarchy of courts, and a strong tradition of the rule of law. However, we also discussed significant differences between the two systems, such as the federal system or the unitary such as the federal versus unitary nature of their legal systems, the different approaches to protecting individual rights and freedoms, and the varying court systems and legal education and licensing requirements. Understanding these similarities and differences is crucial, as it can provide a broader perspective and a more nuanced understanding of the law. By learning from different legal systems, legal professionals can expand their knowledge and develop more effective approaches to legal issues. I encourage the listeners to share this podcast with your colleagues, classmates, and friends in the legal community. I hope this episode has been informative and insightful. I look forward to exploring more legal topics in future episodes. What questions do you have about today's episode? You can post questions or comment in the show notes. It's a great way to practice and improve your legal English skills. Go to the website, for, as in the number four, legalenglish, no spaces or dashes, dot com. That's forlegalenglish.com. Check out our blog articles and show notes for this episode. And also, take the online quiz. Don't forget to subscribe and give us five stars and a review. It really helps us grow the podcast. The For Legal English podcast is adjourned. Don't miss the next docket call. What questions do you have about today's episode? You can post those questions or any comments on the show notes. This is a great way to practice and improve your legal English skills. You can go to the website for, as in the number four, legalenglish, no spaces or dashes, dot com, for legalenglish.com. You can check out our blog articles and show notes for this episode, and check out the episode quizzes. It would be fantastic if you could subscribe and give us a review. If you could leave us five stars and a nice comment, it would really help the algorithm and other people to find our podcast. If you leave a great review, I might even read it on the air. So start writing. The 4 Legal English Podcast is adjourned. Don't miss the next docket call. (laughs) 